0: read me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read me romance
1: welcome back lady listeners
0: hey lady listeners welcome back to the second installment of a little more obsession by Gemma weir we're so excited to have you with us today thanks for being here and listen to the podcast tell a friend about tell that <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like i have so much to talk to you about that i don't even know where to begin but i will start with what we finished tuesday's episode where we talked about the taboo books oh, okay. so um like i said before on tuesday's episode um they're called ar taboo is our other kind of pseudonym we're using Um, just to differentiate between like our usual sweet, you know, fluffy books and then these just straight filth. So I wrote up a couple of book bios for them and book bios, a loose term. There's like a sentence for each one of these books. So, I mean, it, it gets the job done. So the first one's called hours to share and it says it's Lucy's 18th birthday and daddy and her big brother, Jack have a gift for her. It's a special room for the three of them to keep their secrets.
2: Mm. Okay. This is
0: so, <laughs> oh, okay. Book two called "Taking Turns." Addie is finally allowed to go to the hunting club with her cousin and his friends. She just has to remember to follow all of their roles. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the worst. Book three, Team Player. Emmy's daddy is head coach, but he needs help. Once she, once she's shown him, it should be once he's shown her what to do, she'll keep his players from getting distracted. They're terrible. If we end up in in jail, it's because of these books, right? I just
1: whenever we're talking about it, I always like we're texting back and forth. I always say,
0: I don't know. I you don't know. I don't know. You, you, you know, know what, I'm saying? what I don't know? Yeah, you end every sentence with you're like, we could do this, or I don't know. <laughs> Like, we could just publish these and just see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> it's like your loophole. And it really is. It, you're like, well, I said I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm like, Melissa, they're handcuffing me. The FBI is at my door. I said I didn't know. I I didn't I know. I didn't know. I I said, I don't know. <laughs> I'm taking the fall for this shit, right? <laughs> I'm going to take one for the team. Oh, God. oh, my God. They're so bad. They're so bad. And I'll just say they sound incestuous, and we don't correct that in the books. No. It's open to interpretation. We leave a lot of, like, and that's what I enjoy A lot of things aren't it. said. Yeah, your mind gets to fill in a
1: lot of the blanks. But we do that mm-hmm. in Alexa Riley in general. It's a yeah, lot of times yeah. why you don't get deep Mm -hmm. descriptions of what people look like because Mm -hmm. we want you to be able to fill in what the character looks like and such Mm -hmm.
0: every now and then we'll say like eye color sometimes we say hair color but there's never really a description other than maybe like there's a body type or something maybe like plus size or yeah most of them are plus size so that's kind of just goes with the territory so it's like we just Generally but nowadays, don't like say, anything above a six is plus size. Right? Like, everybody is plus Everybody's size. Everybody is plus <laughs> size. So like in our books, that's kind of how we leave it. We don't say short or tall or you know, slim, heavy. We we just don't say either one. We don't say it, a like, lot.
1: Yeah. We may say a few things because we're just, Mm -hmm. we need some description, but we try to leave a lot
0: open for interpretation. Yeah. Just so that when you read, you can envision who you want. Like that's the fun in books because 99.9% of the time, when an author describes a heroine, that's not who I picture. I've already changed it. I'm two pages in and I know what they look like. Mm -hmm. And they're coming along like with red hair. No, she's a brunette. What are you doing? Like, this is dumb. (laughs) You keep talking about red hair. No, she doesn't have red hair. You Uh, know, like in my mind, I'm like, oh, no, she's like Latinx. Like, or whatever. Like, you know, I've already pictured the heroine immediately when I open up the page. I know what I'm getting into. So it doesn't matter what the author says. I'm not going to picture that. Yeah. So for me as a reader, I would rather them just not say. So it doesn't fuck with my imagination of what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, so that's what with these books, with the taboo books, we kind of just went into it like, well, we'll just not say and we'll just let people figure it out on their own. So if you want them to be related, they can be. You <laughs> we weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> We don't say things out loud. Sorry. I'm sorry. We just I communicate with like eye left or something. With just like blinkings and say, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. I just work here. I don't know. I just work here. I just wrote the books. I don't know. <laughs> I just came up. With, I'm just the idea man. That's it. I'm just I, the idea you, man. The other day you were like. If they see my search history i'm going to jail forever i was like no
1: no 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 we i've googled we've googled such the worst things that we can literally google how to murder somebody or these crazy things yes. and they can't use it against us <laughs>
0: no, it's true like
1: all the different things i've searched in my life mm-hmm. my search
0: history is from all over the place it's fucked it's none fucked. of it is going to be admissible Inmissible. no because you'd be like you know what if that's real then this is real so we gotta throw it all out yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like ma'am but you published this book i'm like who prove it <laughs> yeah, it was a i was I, that man died
1: because that's, that's why i
0: googled it yeah to know
1: how men die prove not it. that i killed a man in like real life
0: not how they like, stalk and kidnap people. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know
1: how these things work, okay? I just say
0: Yeah, If you want to go read them, go read them. That's your <laughs> warning, though. <laughs> okay. um, so I want to talk about that. And also, we have print books for sale on the website, on Com. We have print books that um, we're going through and we're changing out. Um, we just have them in like sets of threes because that's just the easiest for us to keep up with when ordering and shipping. Yeah. Otherwise, it would just be a nightmare because there's hundreds. But we're leaving the the sets up. Yeah, the sets up. So we'll have them up individually for about a month, and then we're gonna take the individuals down and just leave the sets. That way, when you order it, I've already got them like bound up and packaged and we can send them and we know and we so. have enough copies because you can only ha- yeah. have yeah oh so many books yeah so. exactly I mean I took you know I took like 40 orders to the post office the other day and my lady there was like what are you doing I was like it's it's just another day in paradise okay <laughs> you know <laughs> like they had to come like get the cart and help me do it because it's like 40 packages of three books you know it's a lot of books yeah but um Anyway, so those are up on our website. And also, um, I know I mentioned this before, but just to reiterate, if you want to support the podcast and continue to help um, us make audiobooks, um, you can do that by purchasing um, prints off of our website too, off We have some of our older um, audiobooks. We have the manuscripts and we put them in print versions, So they're all bundled up with like, I think there's like 20 or something in the, there was 18 authors in the last like duet. And I think there's 10 in the first set. So go check those out on the website. And we have them like discounted in a bundle if you buy all four. But um, we have that. And also speaking of supporting the podcast, we have new merch. Um, Southern Sun Designs sent us shirts and I want to show them to you. So, and you can tell me which one you want. Well, I'll tell you which one you want because I know which one I'm keeping. Mm. (laughs) So look, she took our sticker oh. and made a shirt with it. So these stickers were in our Hot Girl Summer book box. That's I don't cute. know if I'm doing it the right way. Like, how cute is that? And it says on it, it says, reading brings us together when the world is falling apart. Aww. And that's sweet. I love that one. And then um, we had the Posh Doodle created that sticker. And I had her create some more designs for us. And I'm going to do stickers with them too. But Southern Sun Design, she made shirts with it. And this one says, can you see? It says Snow Spice and Reading Device.
2: That's cute. That graphic. Cute.
0: Yeah, she did it. And then she came up with this one, which is so cute. It's still like a Christmas shirt. And it says, oh, what fun it is to read.
1: Oh, I I love it. It's got like Santa and
0: a reindeer. And then she sent a blanket and I figured you'd want this one. Because those blankets she has, she I I have mine behind me too. Yeah, mine's right here. It is my favorite blanket. Look, she put the sticker on the blanket that's really cute no the blanket really, super
1: soft it's my office blanket it is I my, my office lap. blanket
0: too that's literally what i have behind me when i get cold mm-hmm. but look how cute she put the sticker on it i love that isn't it great it's so good so she has those and we have the link posted in Read Me romance headquarters we'll share it maybe in the newsletter or something too or down below okay. you can um go get it i'll send it um so we have it it's just it was really nice like it's really cool because it's just a small business small woman-owned business And um, we just she sends us a percentage of it. Otherwise, like she handles everything. So, yeah, it's really awesome that she does it for us. So we don't have to go through like a big corporate thing to get like shirts and stuff done. It actually goes to like a listener of the podcast who loves this and wants to help. And so I just thought that was really awesome. So just wanted to give an update on those. And um, the other thing I have that I wanted to get an update on was um, about this book. And I'm going to get, I'll send you the link so we can put it in the show notes. But this is book two. And I talked about this book last year because it is a journal, but it has writing prompts in it. And it's called All About the Re. This is book two. And it's all about the re, R-E. And it stands for like the R-E in it is in the beginning of it. And it stands for reclaim refocus reaffirm and restore and so in the journal itself and you can see i'll try to turn a page i haven't written on um it's like it has writing prompts and it gives you blank pages so it's like a lot of people when you're like oh you should journal you should journal and for years i would get a journal and i'd just stare at a blank page and i'm like what the fuck do i write Yeah. yeah So this is great and I love it because it asks you questions and it's it's really like positive thinking on it too. It's not like, oh, what's like your biggest fear and stuff, you know, that kind of thing. One of them is um, think of a person who has made an impact in your life. This person has left some form of positive, positive inspiration in your life. If that person is still present and able to converse, have a conversation about the legacy and what they mean to you if that person has already transitioned, write what that person has left with you. And so mm. like, I just thought like stuff like that was just, it's so just it gets really So your mind sweet. going for you. Yeah. And it does. And it gives you the ability to think like, okay, what have I, uh, what have I gained? You know, like not what I'm missing, not what I'm losing. Like what have I gained from the positive people in my life? And here's what it says. Reasons. Why do you matter? Who do you matter to? And it says like, list that out. And then, um, it's, this is really neat. Like one of the exercises is it says, um, a mirror, a reflective surface that reflects the clear image is a sit or stand in front of a mirror. The mirror can be handheld or full length. Set a timer for five minutes in three intervals for a complete time of 15 minutes. Look at yourself intently scan yourself from top to bottom, head to toe, including your hair, the bottom of your feet, full length. Now, in the same imperfections you wrote down in mirror exercise number one, write the positive affirmations underneath in mirror exercise number two, then repeat the affirmations to yourself in the mirror. These imperfections are what you can these imperfections are what you consider. Please do this is exercise alone in a quiet space. So it just kind of gives you a moment to like reflect and think about, all right, like what did I consider an imperfection? What are the things that truly matter about me when I look at myself? You know, what Am yeah. I strong? Am I capable? Like, you know, it, it's just like, this is a fantastic journal and Alcadira Cox is like kind of a friend of the podcast sort of, um, she's a friend of a friend. That's how I met her on Instagram and I saw her journal and I bought it and I loved it. And so we did a giveaway and we gave away a few of them and people just really responded really well to it. And I just, I personally really loved it. And so, um, yeah it's like I said it's a great journal if you're looking for one and to maybe just sort of give you some prompts and put some positivity in your life and so I just I think she's fantastic and she's such a sweet person she wrote like such a beautiful note when she sent the book to, and she gave us one to give away and so I gave it away on Instagram already but we can do another giveaway if you want to but i'll send you the link to post it up but i just i had a note to mention it because she sent it to me over the break and it was like oh my god this is perfect timing (laughs) so so yeah so just wanted to share that and then um what are you reading did you read anything over the break i should have asked you this before because i knew you weren't to check um yeah i read random stuff like i read
1: um some olivia turner new releases Mm-hmm. Offling, off the grizzly yes he had a grim reaper book um i read stock by the tight end because remember i'd read the quarterback yes Long, that's and right I, uh-huh. and then i just, And then I friended the author on Facebook so that, and then I can bother her about where the third book.
0: I knew you were going to do it. I knew it. When you were talking about that before, you were like, I really want this book. I'm like, she's going to ask the author.
1: So the third hero is like a virgin and he's like watching his friends, like follow these obsessive, crazy ways. And he's like, these fuckers are crazy. But he's like, Mm -hmm. I, he doesn't mess with that. He's like, I don't mess with girls. I'm
0: focused. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where's his book? <laughs> and she's like, uh, I got you right here. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: then I had a a, a few of the Smash word books mixed in there. Of
0: course you did. Mm-hmm. Um, you had told me about Beauty and the Billionaire by Jessica Clare. I listened to that in audio. Wonderful. That's a good one that's I love a good
1: that one. heroine because it's so re- usually, it's relatable. Usually I'm that's not my style of heroine
0: mm-hmm. that I like, but I
1: mm-hmm. adore her.
0: She was quirky, but she was like kind of like
1: strong. Too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a take charge kind of attitude. Yes,
1: but then yeah. she still had these quirkiness to mm-hmm. her, and she wasn't yeah. the most beautiful thing in the world. But he uh-huh. thought she was. He, he thought was, she yeah. was like, "This is the he couldn't believe thing you've it. Seen.
0: He couldn't believe how gorgeous she was." And it and she was like, "I'm just average," but it was just something about her. It was really, and he had a
1: scar on his face, and so he never Mm -hmm. went out.
0: He's a virgin, Mm -hmm. and he he like would get so confused. But that was the hottest part is that he didn't really know what was happening to his body, and he would just get angry and walk away from her. And she like him like jerking off and stuff. It was so – and then he would do things to, like, like, try to win her over, but then it would, like, Mm -hmm. blow up. It would backfire. Oh, my God. It was so good. But it was so
1: adorable because, you know, he meant well, Mm -hmm. and it's just –
0: it's a really cute book. Yeah, it's really cute. That one was super good. So that was Beating the Billionaire by Jessica Clare, and then, um, I like, had a couple of mysteries that I downloaded, and, like – nothing really could stick. I don't know. Like I kind of felt like I was in a reading slump or I kind of like got in one because I finished a big series and you Mm -hmm. know how it is after a series, you want something that's the same, but you don't have anything that's the same. So you keep trying books and it's Mm -hmm. like, that's not it. That's not it. So like, I kind of got in that rhythm, but, um, and then I told you yesterday, I said, I went and looked my author and like my, my favorite like mystery author, Angela Marson's, um, that writes true, like um the, she writes a detective series. I just had a feeling, I was like, you know, what? it's been a few months since I've heard from her. Like she sent an email. I wonder if she's got a pre-order. And motherfucker, she had one up. She had just dropped it the day before. She had just put that pre-order up. It comes out November 9th. I am so excited. I am, I always pre-order so fucking fast. I pre-order the ebook and the audiobook every time, even though I never even touch the ebooks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want her to write forever. <laughs> But this is like book 16 or something in this series.
1: When it works, it works. They're They're I the hate when a hits. You know, when a formula works, I don't get why authors try to shake it up. I don't I'm either. Works.
0: It hits every time. 10 out of 10. Like 16 motherfucking books in a prequel. So 17 total. And I will read everything she writes because I trust her. Because yeah. I know she's going to hit it every time. She's going to hit all those notes. Don't don't that. fuck with what works. Here we are writing taboo books.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: you know what? I will say this: it actually feels like we're going back to our roots. I said the same thing to somebody. Actually, I was telling you earlier. You know, Jenica Snow had messaged, and she was like, "Tell me about these books." <laughs> She's like, "We've been trying to reach you about your extended car warranty." <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I have a friend. I call her my smarty friend because she's kind of mm-hmm. like a couple doctrines or whatever. Yeah. She's super smart. And I kind of told her what we were doing. And mm-hmm. she was like, I wasn't sure what she would say when mm-hmm. I was telling her about it. And I showed her the covers and she's like, I fucking love this she's like you have no idea she's like people don't realize they have these interesting kinks, and then Mm -hmm. you just go down this hole Mm
0: -hmm. and it's
1: just like an an opening experience for women she's like
0: i love this i love that Mm -hmm. you're doing this this is awesome i was like really wow she's like this is a fantastic idea was this our batman friend yes okay yeah well i trust her i, trust her <laughs> I was trust like her. oh okay <laughs> i was like all right that's cool okay. see wow, that's good to know though that she weighed in i like that i'm glad that she said that
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah it does feel like i mean like i told you the other day like it does feel like it's
2: Going how we started yeah room.
0: like how we started writing when we first started writing like we didn't have a care in the world and it's not that we don't write like that now but it is difficult now to write anything, even on the line taboo, and have it be mainstream. Because yeah. number one, Amazon will kick you off in two seconds. Not that we're on <laughs> Amazon, clearly. Not that not that we haven't been kicked off of Amazon. But I mean, seriously, like we see, you know, authors that we know that write stuff that's just on the line, and all the time we're like, oh, they're they're taking a chance. Yeah. You know, that's that's really hard. But even like our your daddy likes it was yeah. not a taboo book at all. Like totally they above us, board. Wouldn't let us publish it on Apple.
1: No, we had to change the Apple cover is likes it.
0: Yeah. And I I even wrote into them and explained
1: that the book, that nobody was this or that. It's a Mm tongue-in-cheek
0: title. Yeah, it was just a funny title. And they were still like, nope, shut it down. So it's really hard to even write stuff like that and have it be on all platforms and accessible to all readers. So like I said before, too, putting on Smashwords is like the Wild West, you know, anything goes over there. So it kind of took us back to the beginning when we had the freedom to be like, let's write whatever the fuck we want, you know? Because, yeah. you know, eight, nine years ago on Amazon, you could literally publish whatever the fuck you wanted. Yes. You know I mean, you could publish whatever, on just publish it, you know? When self-publishing started on Amazon, especially in erotica, people put all kinds of shit on there. Yeah, I do. Uh... I remember I reading mean, the men series. Men can still
1: put one all over they want, but yeah, right. When it comes to romance, or no, whatever, that's
0: yeah. Well, I was story. gonna say, yeah, try to throw an erotica romance now, and your account gets banned. But before, when it was like that, when self-publishing started, I remember reading several series where it was like it, it was there was no implied anything. It mm-hmm. was legit, like it was whatever your heart desired. It was on there. So, but they don't. You know, Amazon doesn't play with that now. You know, they shut that shit down. It, even the hint of it. There's complaints about it. They won't even look into your book and see if it's warranted. If people complain that that, if enough people report, yeah, they'll they'll pull it. So, you know, that's one thing where it's like you you do have to be more careful about that now, writing and publishing wide. But with this, it's kind of like. We up. yeah, I mean we got I'd to get do it. It's not that I don't get excited
1: when we write Alexa Riley's sex. Of course, scenes, yeah. But these are like, squirm when I write them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, but God. you know that's how I know a sex scene is good is when, when I you read start your turn on. Yeah, when I read it, when I read your part or I write my part and I'm excited by it, yeah. I know that it's good. Yeah. And that happens when we write like regular Alexa Riley books, but this was just like. This is like I think no. Some thing.
1: of the normal sexes I've become a little desensitized. To. Yeah, I can. So say it's that, very yeah. normal. It's like mm-hmm. normal oh, yeah. husband and wife sex mm-hmm. to me. It's like, yeah, like this yeah. is like whoa. Where did we go? We're in a, <laughs> because like, it's holy shit! Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like whoa. I'm way over here. Mm-hmm.
0: No, yeah. I, I I feel the same way too. And it you know not only is it fun writing them but they were exciting and. I, I enjoy the hell, of, and I kept thinking that too. It was like, if we're sick fucks and we like this, there's got to be other sick fucks out there too that don't like it. You know, we're not You've
1: sent it to a few people, and they're like, "Oh, yeah." I sent it to our first. <laughs> I sent it to one of our editors, and I didn't realize that these are really dirty, and she didn't like. Didn't blink. Didn't
0: blink. Nice. She's
1: like here you go.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the other one's like, I love this.
1: one's the next one?
0: Like, All right. <laughs> so oh, I'll, maybe- I'll, count, I'll shout mine out. Um, QB Tyler. <laughs> and she was straight up like, send me these books. <laughs> but if you've ever read QB Tyler, that bitch is nasty. She loves Oh, my God. Natalie Knight was like, I'm writing books like these, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, she when she saw the announcement, she was like, we are on the same page. I was like, yes, we are. And Natalie Knight writes the best daddy books, too. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised she's doing those. I
1: like I said I just went down this hole and then I realized like I was not going alone. through my stuff I was like oh my god I've spent so much money and time on words <laughs> where did this yep. come from mm-hmm.
0: but it's like scratching that itch that you haven't gotten in a while you know because I remember when you know we used to read you know more dirty daddy books you can't really get them anymore like that you know like we used to read
1: I read like one a night from Smashwords.
0: I believe it. I would too if they were written like ours were. And they're so quick. It just really does
1: scratch with edge.
0: It does. And I'm like, well, wow, that was just what I needed. Mm-hmm, exactly. And it gives so many good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, make sure to check those out. But So, I'm, I'm looking forward to what's coming next. Oh, and I made a big post in um, Read Me Romance headquarters today. I was very specific. Sp- Specific about what I wanted on the thing, I said I want a safe book that is holiday centric, wintry. I said I don't really want anything. I said Halloween's done for me. I want like winter stuff, and. I said I want I didn't want a secret baby and I didn't want a second chance romance and it had to be an audio. And I actually used the feature for the first time. I tagged everyone. (laughs) Have you seen that? Yes, I see. So this is the first time I did it. And so like I did it in the comments and I was like, at everyone, I'm sorry, I need help. (laughs) And like so many people liked it and were laughing at the comment. (laughs) And one person got mad and I went and looked and she left the group. I "I really did it one one time. I did it and how many years now like five
2: years or whatever Four
0: years, I don't know one time I used the everything and she got mad and left. she fucking left the group I was like there's almost 13,000 people in here and you're the one that gets mad <laughs> but I was like okay so but then I like after every, I got like 50 responses and so I took it off and I was like okay I, I was like I'm removing this now oh, so shit. But if you want good holiday recommendations in audio that are safe, there's a ton of recommendations on that post. So I'll pin it to the top if anybody wants to go check it out. I thought it was a great resource. I was like, I'm going to download that and that and that (laughs) when I was going through it. So there you go. All right, let's talk about Gemma Weir. We'll get to the second half of her book. We've got um, the second installment of A Little little More Obsession, um, which is an extension of the book Obsession. Um, This is her newest release in the Alpha Hole series. And um, this week for her giveaway, she's giving away a signed copy of Obsession. So make sure you enter this week's giveaway. And check out her pre-order for the last book in her Mountain Man series, which is called Loving the Mountain Man, and it's out in January, so that pre-order's up now. Make sure you check out all her good stuff, follow her on social media, everything else. I guess that's it. Let's send them in.
2: All right. We'll see you on this side. Bye. Bye. Giggling drunkenly, I batter away from my ear and then glance around like my security team will suddenly appear at the table next to ours. We should whisper, I say loudly. Sammy looks around the bar, then back to me. Do you think they can hear us? Let's switch clothes and find out, I laugh. We can't go to the bathroom, they might see. So where then? A mischievous smirk spreads across her lips, and she lifts her hand and points her finger down. Under the table? I snicker. Nodding, she slides off her seat and disappears to the floor beneath the booth. If I wasn't drunk, bordering on tipsy, there's no way I'd consider this. But right now, it seems hilarious. And I'm laughing as I slither to the floor and join her. Getting out of a skin-tight dress in the tiny space beneath the table is ridiculous and I'm sure our shrieks and giggles are garnering plenty of attention as we swap clothes, reappearing in the opposite seats to the ones we were in before. Sammy waves over our server, and we get another drink. So where do you want to go? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Once he figures out I'm gone, he'll just track me anyway. Hmm, okay. Well, if you really want to get a reaction... I'm going to order you an Uber and have it take you to the bus station. I laugh. I shouldn't, but I just can't help myself. That is so evil, he will lose his mind. Sammy shrugs. That's what you want, isn't it? I mean, yes, but there's pissing him off, and then there's making him think I'm leaving him. Fine. She sighs, disappointed that I'm just crazy and not suicidal tonight. A hotel, then. Perfect. I giggle, clapping excitedly. Tapping herself, she smiles widely, then drops herself to the table and looks up triumphantly. Done. Your Uber driver, Colleen, will be here in three minutes. Oh, shit. I laugh. Did you say to come to the rear doors? Yep. I asked them to meet you by the kitchen. In a minute, we'll call over the server and tell them a guy has been hassling you and that you don't want them to follow you home. Can I get you more drinks? A different female server asks. Actually, Sammy says, there's a guy over there who followed my friend into the last couple of bars we've been in. We have an Uber on the way, but would it be okay if she met them by the back door? Because we're honestly a little worried that he might try to follow her home if she goes out the front. Oh, of course, the girl nods. Do you both want to come now? It's just me, I tell her, raising my hand. My boyfriend is meeting me in a minute, Sammy tells her, smiling brightly. Oh, yeah, no worries. Why don't you follow me back there now and I'll wait with you till your cab arrives. Thank you so much. I tell her, standing from the table, but keeping my head down as I lean over and press a kiss against Sammy's cheek. Text me later, she whispers. Will do. You going to be okay getting back? I'll be fine. I'll text someone for a ride or get the valets to drive my car and pick me up. They'll do it if you tip big enough, which I do. Waving, I follow the server past the bar and into the corridor that houses the door to the kitchen. She holds it open for me, and I follow her inside. Food has finished for the night, so there's no kitchen staff, and the room smells of strong industrial cleaning products. The back door is just back here, the girl says, moving toward the back of the room to a fire door with a bar lock. Did they say how long? They said three minutes when we ordered it, so it should be here now. Pushing down the lock on the door, it swings open outwards and into the small parking lot behind the building. A car is waiting, and I step up to the driver's window as the glass slides down. Car for Sammy? The driver asks. Yeah, thanks. Turning to the door, I smile at the server. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. Climbing into the back of the car, I shut the door and smile at the driver. Carlton Hotel? She asks. Yes, please. Nodding, she rolls up her window, turns the car around, and pulls onto the street. I'm not 100% sure where the hotel is, but the small town Kingsacre is located in only has a handful of shops, so it stands a chance it's in the same place. A few minutes later, we pull up to a classy-looking hotel and the Uber slows to a stop outside the lobby doors. Thanks, I say, pulling a 10 from the back of my cell and handing it to the driver. My friend booked this, and I'm not sure if she remembered to add a tip. The driver waves me away. All handled. Stay safe. Thanks. Opening my door, I climb out and walk up the steps of the hotel, standing in the middle of the lobby, wondering what I'm supposed to do now. I don't have a room booked, so I glance around and head towards the bar. My fake ID might work in the bars close to the university, but I don't know how well it'll hold up in a nice hotel. Sitting at a stool at the bar, I order myself a Coke and then pull out my cell phone and type a message to Sammy. Me. I'm here. Sammy. Okay, I'll call an Uber and wait out front. If your ninjas are watching, they'll know I'm not you. Me. How long do I wait? Sammy. I don't know. Has he texted yet, asking you why you're at a hotel? Me. No. Sammy. I guess if he hasn't shown up in an hour, you either book a room or get a cab home. Want me to leave my cart by the gates, just in case? Me. No, it's fine. If my security knows I'm here, I'll be fine walking through campus. If not, I can text one of the guys to come meet me. Sammy. Okay. Well, good luck, I guess. LOL. Me. Thanks. I might need it if this doesn't play out like I'm hoping. Closing the text app. I lay my cell out on the bar in front of me and pick up my Coke, taking a sip. The bar is mainly filled with businessmen and women. I definitely look out of place in my short white dress. Five minutes pass, and I check my cell at least 50 times, but there's nothing. No texts demanding to know what I'm doing. Nothing. After ten minutes, I start to wonder if this was a mistake. Maybe he doesn't care. Or maybe my security team is watching and reporting back to him that I'm just a pathetic girl sitting at a bar full of old dudes. Another five minutes after that, my cell starts pinging with texts. Opening the app, I read the notifications one by one, but the only one that interests me is from Sebastian. Sebastian, what are you doing? It beeps again, and a second message pops up. Sebastian. Little bird. I can practically hear the warning growl in his voice just by reading the words. Sebastian. This isn't funny. Sebastian. I don't have eyes on you, starling. I don't like it. Sebastian. Tell me you're okay. My fingers hover over the screen, wondering if I should reply and tell him that I'm fine, that I'm sorry. But I don't. Even now, he's too calm, too rational, too controlled. I can imagine the way his fingers are balled into fists, his jaw clenched. I want that tight rein he has on things to snap. I know he's only doing what I told him I wanted, but I was wrong. I don't want him calm or rational or in control. At least not all the time. My cell beeps again. Sammy. Sammy. He's at my place. What do you want me to tell him? Me. I don't know. My screen flashes to show an incoming call from Sebastian, but I hit the red button, rejecting the call before I really think it through. It immediately rings again, and this time I answer it. Hello? Little bird? What are you doing? Having a drink. I reply, my heart practically pounding out of my chest. You seem to have lost something. I have? What? My voice wavers a little, fear creeping into my blood and making my nerve endings sing. Your security detail seems to have lost you. Would you know anything about that? How could I? I've never even seen my security guys. I assume they're following me everywhere. That's what you said, isn't it? That they go where I go. They watch everything, see everything. I'm taunting him now, but I just can't seem to be able to stop. Where are you, Starling? Somewhere. Tell me. Each word sounds like it's been forced from between gritted teeth, and I can't help it. I smile. I'm fine. I'll see you later. Little bird, tell me where the fuck you are right this second, or I swear to fucking Christ that the man you hated and despised for the last few years will look like a walk in the fucking park compared to the monster I'll become if you try to run from me. Who said I'm running? I ask him calmly. Then where the fuck are you? He cries agitatedly. Don't worry, I'll be back later. Pulling myself from my ear, I end the call, my hands shaking as I carefully lay my cell back down on the bar in front of me. This is it. He'll either hunt me down and I'll get the man who haunted my nightmares for years, but since I got here has made me feel more alive than I ever have, or he'll let me be and wait for me to come back to him. A tiny part of me wants him to behave, to sit home like a reasonable person. The rest of me knows I've poked the beast and that he's going to hunt me like a lion stalking its prey, and my blood hums with excitement. I must be all kinds of fucked up to want my boyfriend to lose his shit, but our relationship has never been the normal boy meets girl high school sweethearts bullshit. Twisting around on my stool, I sip my coke and watch the clock tick by. One minute, five minutes, Ten minutes, and then I feel him. It's like my body has been programmed to always know when he's near. Goosebumps explode across my skin, my nipples pebble, and my pussy pulses excitedly. Without looking, I feel his eyes rake over my neck, shoulders, and back. He knows I know he's here, but I refuse to turn. He needs to come to me. I need him to come to me. And then he does. The background noise of the bar fades to nothing, and all I hear is the soft thud of his feet as he prowls toward me. He's not rushing. His stride is languid, confident. I'm here, not running, just sitting and waiting for him. So now he wants to make me wait. My heart thuds against my chest. I'm shaking, and it's partially fear partially joy and anticipation. It's 100% fucked up, but where's the fun and normal? I see his hands land on either side of me on the bar, then feel the heat from his body as he crowds me from behind, penning me in. Hello, little bird. Hello, Sebastian. You ran from me. These aren't my running shoes. I smile, still facing forward, not turning to look at him. I'm ten minutes from campus, just sitting and waiting for you. So this was just a test? Did you pass, I ask? No, you failed. How? Because you wanted me to dial back my crazy, and that's no longer an option. You're mine, little bird and I tried to keep myself in check, but this? This has shattered all my attempts at normalcy. I need you caged. I need to keep you. I refuse to let you go. Spinning my stool around, I stay caged in by his body, tipping my head back so I can look up at him. His face is a mask of barely restrained fury that he's only managing to keep locked down because we're in public. He's beautifully angry, and I long to reach out and touch him, give myself over to his crazy and bask in the insanity I hadn't known I needed so much. That doesn't sound like I failed. It sounds like I won, I confess. Lifting one hand from the bar, he collars my neck, squeezing just a touch too hard. You're mine, Starling. Yours, I whisper in agreement leaning down he presses his lips against my ear i'm your cage little bird i was locked down but tonight you gave me the key with this little stunt then i got exactly what i wanted i smile pulling away from my ear he looks down at me his eyes heated with excitement and lust and full-blown out of control insanity and i love it I don't remember leaving the bar or him booking a room, but the next thing I know, we're pushing through the door to a suite. Sebastian's hand is wrapped around the back of my neck, like he's worried I'm going to run when escape is the very last thing on my mind. Releasing me, he closes and locks the door behind him, then turns to face me. Strip Looking at him from beneath hooded lids, I unbutton Sammy's dress and let it fall down my arms, landing on the floor in a heap. Unclasping my bra, I slide it off, not caring where it lands as it flutters to the ground. Panties 2. Hooking my thumbs into the waistband of the tiny lace thong, I push it over my hips and down to the floor, bending as I step out of it. Naked and unashamed, I stare at my crazy boyfriend, daring him to do his worst. Come here, he demands, crooking his finger at me. Kicking off my shoes, I pad barefoot toward him, only stopping when I'm right in front of him. Looking up, I beg him with my eyes to lose control, to own me, to show me that I'm his and always will be. Tell me you love me, he demands. I love you, I admit softly. Promise me you won't run. I didn't run. You fucking ran! He roars in my face, but he's not angry. I can see it now. He's fucking terrified. He thought I'd ran. He thought I was leaving him. Pushing up onto my tiptoes, I cup his face in my palms. I wasn't running. I promise. I wasn't running get on your knees, open your fucking mouth. You're going to swallow me, all of me. I'm going to fuck your face, and when I fill your throat with my cum, you're going to drink it all, and then you're going to thank me and tell me you love me. Okay. I nod, trying not to smile as I sink to my knees in front of him. Unfastening his pants, his dick is rock hard and dripping pre-cum. Wrapping my hand around his length, I lick the head, swiping the liquid away before I bend down and take him in my mouth. He doesn't even pretend to give me the illusion of control, batting my hand away and wrapping his fist around my hair. He fucks my mouth with hard, deep thrusts that have me gagging around his cock as he pushes deeper into me, sliding the head into my throat. Mine. You're fucking mine, little bird. I've tried to give you freedom, to loosen some of my control, but that's over now. Can't lose you. Can't ever fucking lose you. I'd rather you hate me than let you go. He talks while he thrusts into my mouth, his voice ragged and desperate. Swallow, he demands as he slams in one last time and holds me still, my nose pressed against his stomach as hot cum pours into my mouth. I swallow on reflex, my eyes watering, tears rolling down my cheeks as his dick restricts my breathing, and I try to inhale through my nose. After a moment, he relaxes his hold on my hair and slides his dick from between my lips. Looking at me expectantly, he arches one imperious eyebrow. I love you, Sebastian. Thank you, I whisper. He's exerting his control and trying to humiliate me as punishment, but I don't care. I'll thank him for fucking my mouth if it helps him regain some of the dominance I stripped from him tonight with my disappearing act. Holding out his hand to me, I take it and he gently helps me to my feet. Using his thumb, he wipes the tears from my cheeks and then yanks me into his arms, hugging me tightly. Fuck starling. I don't know if I want to kiss the shit out of you or take you home and handcuff you to our bed. Both. I laugh against his chest. I don't know what the fuck you thought you were playing at tonight, but I used your tracker to find you, and I'm not turning it off. I don't give a fuck if that bothers you. I don't give a fuck if I have to padlock a collar with a bell around your neck so I can hear you moving. You're mine, little bird and I won't lose you. I don't care if you hate me. I'll take keeping you and you hating me over letting you fucking go. I don't. Get on the bed, he says, suddenly loosening his arms and stepping away. Sebastian. Get your ass on the fucking bed, Starling. A shudder has closed over his eyes, and the fear and pain that was there a minute ago are gone, masked by a shield of cold fury. If he were anyone else, I'd be terrified, but I've faced this side of Sebastian before. I did this. I pushed him for a reaction, and holy fuck is he reacting. Instead of cowering, I smile, stepping backwards until I feel the bed behind me. Making sure his eyes are on me, I slowly turn around and climb onto the mattress, crawling up the bed and then laying down on my back, my head resting on the pillows. Spread your legs. I want to see my cunt on display for me. I don't fight his order, bending my knees and putting myself on show for him. Wider. I part my legs even further, and then look up at him, locking our gazes together. You drive me fucking insane. I don't know what you want from me. I wanted you to lose control. I admit. Pulling his shirt over his head, he drops it to the floor, never taking his eyes off me. Why? Because you stopped yourself. What the fuck does that even mean? I pissed you off earlier. I walked away, and you just let me go. Closing his eyes, he exhales slowly. When his lids open, the blankness is gone, and burning heat has replaced it. You ran from me because you were angry that I didn't behave like the psycho control freak you told me you couldn't tolerate? I didn't run. Pushing his pants all the way down, he kicks off his shoes, stepping towards me, his once again rock hard dick pointing at me accusingly. Did you think I wouldn't chase? Did you think I'd let you go? That I wouldn't hunt you to the depths of fucking hell, then drag you back to me? I didn't run. I say again, as he moves between my spread thighs, his hands gripping me and holding me open. I'm not some little bitch you can play with, then discard. He snarls, reaching for his cock and guiding it to my entrance. I, you fucking belong to me, little bird. He vows, slamming into me with one brutally hard thrust that moves me up the bed, my head hitting the headboard with a thud not giving me time to adjust or breathe. He starts to fuck me in slow, deep, intensely hard thrusts, punctuating each one with a statement. Never letting you go. Mine. Love you so goddamn much. Lost without you. My little bird. I own you. We're not making love or even simply fucking. This is claiming, ownership at its basest level, and I love it. The sex between us is always amazing, but this is so much more than just our bodies connecting. I love you. I cry as an orgasm comes from nothing, splintering into a million pieces and imploding inside my skin. Not allowing me a moment to breathe, he fucks me relentlessly, chasing down his own orgasm and something more that he doesn't seem to be able to find between my thighs i feel a second orgasm start to crest and just as the peak starts to hit sebastian stops moving gripping my legs tightly to keep me still tell me what the fuck happened tonight he demands fuck me no tell me starling tell me why the fuck you'd run I didn't fucking run, I scream angrily. You went to a bar, then swapped clothes with Sammy and disappeared. If you weren't running, what the fuck were you doing? I was trying to piss you off, I yell. Why? Because I wanted you to react, I scream. What? All the tension in his arms wilts, and I roll my hips, grinding myself on his cock, searching for the orgasm he stole when he stopped. The moment I move, he tightens his hold on me again. Explain. No, fuck me. Explain, he says through gritted teeth. Looking away, I close my eyes, hiding from him now that he's here, doing exactly what I wanted him to do. Starling. Open your fucking eyes and tell me why the fuck you wanted me to react. Because I like it, I admit. You like me losing my shit? Yes. You gave me boundaries. You told me you couldn't handle me being... He pauses. Me. Fuck boundaries, I gasp, lifting my butt off the bed, trying to find some friction again. Is that what you want? He smirks a sinister smile. I want you to make me come. Rolling his hips, he reignites my pleasure, making it surge to the surface again. Answer me. Do you want me to lose control? I want you to want me, to chase me. I want you to be you, the real, crazy, insane, fucked up mess, you. Relaxing his hold on me, he pulls his dick almost all the way out and then slides home, filling me over and over as I orgasm on his cock, my head thrown back in glorious bliss. He comes inside of me with a yell, his fingers clamping down on me tight enough to leave bruises, and I love it. I love everything about this crazy obsession he has for me. Jesus, your cunt is perfection. He laughs, watching as he pulls his dick out of me. Lying down, he pulls me into his arms, holding me just a shade too tight, like he's worried I might disappear. What the fuck happened tonight, little bird? Resting my head in the hollow between his neck and shoulder, I try to explain. I just. My mouth goes dry and my words dissolve on my lips. Why deliberately force a reaction from me? I. Tell me be fucking honest. Because I needed to know if you would, I whisper, unable to admit how messed up I am. A smirk spreads across his sinfully beautiful face, and he scoffs, a sound full of smug satisfaction. You told me you wanted me restrained, but now you have that, you've realized normal is fucking boring, haven't you? You went wall, so I'd become the man you've tried to convince yourself you hate. I- Don't deny it, little bird. It's too late to pretend now. He laughs, and the sound is so sinister, I know I should be terrified. But instead, my pussy clenches excitedly, and I feel my lungs expand like I can breathe fully for the first time in weeks. No more holding back. No more tempering my reactions so you don't fucking hate me again. You love it. You love my crazy, and it's all yours. A normal person wouldn't be smiling. But maybe I'm just not normal anymore, and maybe that's okay. I love all of you. I love all of you, too. We fall asleep entwined together, a mess of naked limbs. Sebastian wakes me twice more during the night, fucking me with a desperate intensity that has me screaming out his name and begging for more. When the sun is high in the sky, we get dressed, not bothering with breakfast, and head back to campus. It's a Saturday, but there are still plenty of students milling around, a sea of designer clothes and privilege as far as the eye can see. Sebastian hands his keys to one of the valets and we take a golf cart back to the house the gates open and he leads us through glancing down at me as they shut behind us are the gates going to open if i need to go to class i ask wondering if i'm his prisoner again laughing lightly he arches his brows not answering the question as he opens the front door and we step into the house there's sound coming from the kitchen and we head that way, finding Hunter cooking and Clay working on his laptop at the table. You've found her then? Clay asks, not looking away from the screen of his computer. I'm not putting her on lockdown again, so don't bother asking. My heart swells a little. When I first got here, the guys were all complicit with Sebastian tricking me and basically holding me hostage. It didn't take them too long to see how not okay it was, but I'm still grateful whenever they don't blindly side with their friend. I wouldn't dream of it, Sebastian says almost cheerfully. Suspicious of his tone, I turn and look at him, but his expression gives nothing away. Here, Clay says, lifting a cream envelope from the table and holding it out to Sebastian. What's that? I ask, trying to see who it's addressed to. It's an invitation, Clay says. Oh, To what? A wedding. Glancing up at Sebastian, I furrow my brow. Whose wedding? Mine, Clay says, zero emotion in his voice, like he just told me he'd changed his brand of toothpaste, not that he's getting married. What? I shriek. Clay's getting married, Sebastian says, pulling me from the kitchen. To who, I demand. Let me see that invitation. I'll show you upstairs. We need to shower and change. We have lunch with my parents at one. We do? He nods. We need to tell them about the wedding. They don't know Clay's getting married? Sebastian laughs. Of course they do. It's been planned for years. So, why do you need to tell them about it if they already know? We need to share the good news about our wedding. He smiles, closing the door to our room behind us. Excuse me? I cough. We're not getting married. His smile is so wide, I feel chills run across my skin. Then why are you wearing an engagement ring? He asks calmly. I'm... I start... But instead of saying anything, he just lifts our entwined hands and presses a kiss against the ring sitting on my finger. I'm not. But you are. He interrupts me. You said it yourself. You love all my crazy. You crave it. He laughs. I thought it'd take some time to ease you into this, but I was wrong. You love my obsession. You love my intense psychotic need for you. Fuck. I think maybe you want it almost as much as I do. I'm your cage, little bird, and we both know you don't want to be free. Parting my lips, I try to argue, but no words come out. Instead of protesting, I look down at the perfect ring he somehow managed to get onto my finger without me even noticing, and smile. Are you going to ask? I demand. Shaking his head, he smirks down at me. What we have isn't normal. It isn't average or picture-perfect. So no, I'm not asking, because that's not how we do things. I'm telling you that you're going to marry me, that you're going to wear that ring for the rest of your life, and you're going to become Mrs. Starling Lockwood. And then we're going to live happily ever after in our dysfunctional world full of love and hate and complete control— and utterly perfect, beautiful obsession. This has been A Little More Obsession by Gemma Weir, read for you by Megan Kelly.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Gemma, for being with us this week and bringing us A Little More Obsession. We really appreciate you being with us. And up next week, we have Mink with, what is it? Capturing His Kitten. I almost forgot the name of it. I have it written down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So make sure you check back with us um, next week for a brand new book from Mink. And then um, we have Lucy Eden after that with One Scott Deal. Then we have A Break. And then we have Trisha Wolf with Marriage and Madness. And then we have Angela Marie Hart and Katie Wilde and Alexa Riley. That's it. And uh, then we're gonna take year. a night, yeah. That's it to the end of the year. Then we're gonna have a nice long break. And then we're actually going like two or three times next season. Yeah. So I'm excited for that too. Fuck it. Let's no, we've already on. got them in. Yeah, no, we were like, let's do these now. Let's get in the let's get in the head. Let's get it done. So so gosh, I guess that's it. I guess that's everything. I guess tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye guys. Bye.